On this episode, Sarah and I discuss wine and art. And you get to hear my table creak a thousand times because I didn't hear it during this episode. But apparently my microphone did and I couldn't figure out how to edit it out. So enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast, The Nocturnal Twins. My name is Jacob. And I'm Sarah. That's Sarah. (laughs) Always interrupt her. And today it was my turn to share something with Sarah. I made her watch two of my favorite documentaries. Woo. Woo. I love documentaries, especially ones like these. These are kind of a favorite of mine. Um, These two documentaries, they're called Made You Look available on Netflix, and Sour Grapes, which I think is currently just on YouTube, or you can rent it or buy it. And they're two pretty short documentaries about, like, a con, a scam. And usually it's it's about something uh, like a fine art or something, something very refined that trick very wealthy people into wasting millions of dollars. And it's fascinating to me about this there's there's something in, in it that I find really intriguing and there's sort of and I wanted to get Sarah's take on these because I, I just find it so fascinating um and it, they're kind of similar style documentary there's there's they start with um kind of a introduction of kind of the world that you're entering like so made you look is about fine art um particularly uh expressionism uh which is a that's not my favorite type of art which is why i also find it interesting because I, I i'm more impressionism i like that sort of whereas expressionism is a little bit harder for me to understand and then the other one's about wine which i i love wine sarah knows a lot more about wine than i do because she she learned it in her careers and her in, interesting jobs so i just and i find them just so interesting because i i know a bit more about wine now and I learned I learned a bit more about art and kind of the weird world. There's like a kind of it's not a dark it's not like it's a dark underworld, but there's like this weird underbelly of the sales and market around these very expensive products. Um, and so I'm yeah I want to get Sarah's opinions on these two documentaries. So Sarah, what did you think? Whew, okay, so I had a lot of thoughts. Um, First of all, I love, I'm going to, how my brain works, I'm going to talk about the movies themselves and then about like the content, what I thought about it. And so I really liked Sour Grapes, I think because I connected more with the wine piece of it, because I knew a little more about that with Made You Look, just fascinating to me, but I don't know a lot about the art world. Like, I don't, I don't know a lot about the mechanics behind it. And so I really enjoyed both, but I think I connected more with Sour Grapes. Now, when I watched Sour Grapes, I had COVID in (laughs) California visiting our sister. Right. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, when did we watched it sort of together? I was on Zoom, wasn't I? With the computer turned around on the TV. Yes. So we were, I was super mopey, but I was past the point of being, well, we had had all the windows open. We had masks on. We were sitting on like opposite sides of the living room, but I was feeling mopey. So we decided to call Jake and have a movie night with the three of us all like spread across the living room and Jake on the computer 
to help us watch it. So I feel like I'm always going to remember that movie just because of that, um, that memory itself. But I really liked the framing for both documentaries. They do have similar styles to your point. Um, what I liked about Sour Grapes was that it was more of a like journalist perspective because they talked to people, but it was more so reporting on the facts. What I liked about made you look is that it was like talking to the people who were impacted like the guy who scammed everyone or part of the scam right and the people who bought the art it was all like we heard from them so it was a little more emotional I felt like mm-hmm. which I think was compelling um and I like documentaries as well I'm with you there like it's they're fun to watch and to get the facts on um so overall I liked the movies I have a lot of questions for you about like the content but maybe you share with me like you kind of had a general premise and why this these two in particular fascinated you like the con the scam um so maybe tell me a little more about that before I share what I thought about it well absolutely so for me a big thing I like about these documentaries is the secret there's like a there's an exceptional talent behind it all and in some case in in, I you could make make an argument for both cases that that talent was not the main volition behind the scam it was just a a key piece of it like with the made you look documentary the artist that fakes these paintings didn't make any like didn't make a lot of money from it he thought he was making like an art Oh, well, he claims, let's just, let's just, I'll let you, he claims that he was making art for personal collectors in the style of these artists and they wanted it to be exact. He claims he didn't know that he was, but he said he, in the documentary, he claims he was walking through an art show and saw one of his fakes on the wall claiming to be real. And that's when he turned to the people buying it saying, either pay me more money or I'm out or something like that. So um, I just rewatched it, by the way. So I like just rewatched it. Nice. I am also, and so, so same with the R one where there's, there's an artist involved in this, whether he, like he did a lot of the scamming in Sour Grapes. He, Rudy Kinnear, Rudy Kinnear one. I can never say his name. He, he certainly has a talent if it is truly him. I mean, he served like nine years in federal prison for it. And now he's been extradited to Singapore or, or the Philippines or Indonesia, wherever he was um, sent back to, he uh, deported to. He was certainly an artist. He was able to fool all these people for millions of dollars. So there, for me, there's a, a key aspect to both these that I like is that there is, there is an art involved. It's not just someone off the street making a scam. There, there is proper talent. There's proper training whether meaning to con or not involved and i find that the most fascinating and then it seems like there's some sort of nefarious shadowy character sort of maybe pulling the strings a bit or pushing them into Mm -hmm. that which is what i like the implication the most in sour grapes was that there's a possibility it was the the biggest bank robbers in indonesia's history right were his uncles that's, and yeah. maybe he was laundering money doing the scares like what fascinating so that that for me is a really 
one of the most intriguing parts about it for me. Um, what did you think of that? Because when I first kind of mentioned that was my favorite part of it, you're like, oh, I didn't really catch that part. What do That's, you think? Yeah, that is not what I thought about, which is again, like, I think that's the whole premise of our conversations is that we are twins, but like view the world so differently and process different things. Um, so I did it. That's not what I took away. And I love that that was your takeaway because it, it helped me realize like we put so much on these people who we think are experts and who are making the most money and these famous artists and famous sommeliers and winemakers and there's only one like this person in the world when in reality like there's exceptionalism all over the place and these people this guy in made you look was like in his attic painting these pictures and people had no the, the greatest art resellers and historical like all these people were fooled looking at it not until they got into like the type of paint and when the canvas was used and things Precisely. like that could they figure it out. Um, in the in the major look documentary, they, a lot of the first interviews you see. So the first interviews are like the main the main involved, the main yeah. parties, and then it goes to the experts that were asked and the lawyers, and where they talk about like, and they show you the emails. They also show it to you in sour grapes. So it's a little bit different because the wine is a little bit kind of, it's a harder one to a little more subjective where yeah. the experts were like, Oh, it looks like a Rothko or sure. It looks like it. Yeah. It's got all the, the true signs. And the, the person was like, cool. I guess that's my okay to sell it. I guess right. it's real. It's a Rothko. And there's, I have a podcast for you to listen to down the line called, um, against the rules, but he talks a little bit about the judge, like the judge in society and how like art experts, like who's judging these people or ensuring that these people who are dictating how much money these art pieces can go for right. are doing this ethically founded inside. Like, it's just really fascinating. So I think, well, yeah. Absolutely. In, in the wine one, as well as the art one, they talk about how like the there's a trust in the system of the sale the sale the seller the broker that they believe well this is if they're selling this for eighty five thousand dollars a bottle it's been vetted it's true when it hasn't been not even in the slightest right they're taking somebody else's word for it who's taking the word of somebody else for it like the um in the brochure, in the in sour grapes, in the the there's the famous um, sale happening. It's like this huge bidding war. They're all drinking. It's this huge party. When the the vintner, the guy who runs the the vineyard, who bottled this wine, who says these are fake in your catalog. These the ones that you have pictured for sale, we did not make. Shut it down. And they're like, uh okay because there's no higher authority than the guy who actually made the wine and they're they're just sort of like what do we do i guess give it i don't know it's it's crazy and that's what makes it so difficult right and i think that's actually exactly what my takeaway was so it was less about all this undiscovered talent and like how there's these people out here who can recreate these things that we put such high regard towards 
um, that there's all these people out there. But to me, my takeaway was like, there are, there is so much money floating around and being scammed. Like people are going to these lengths to get this money. And there's so much money going into wine, into art, into apps, into people that you fall in love with. If you watch the Tinder swindler, like there's all these things and people, there's so much money out there and there is no one. Well, at least to me, like there's so much trust in people and the systems to your point and the people who are supposed to be upholding those systems. And I think I, I've never had that much money. So I guess I don't know what it would be like, but I would be very skeptical of everyone all the time. If I was paying millions, like one of the couples that made you look was scammed out of like, was it like $80 million or something? Eight uh, million? It, it made you look, it was 80 million total. 80, okay, okay. Because there was only like it was only like twenty pieces of art over twenty years. It was like she was only selling like one or two a year. For millions this of couple, dollars. This couple bought like the first painting she showed them. They bought it for like yeah, it was eight million dollars. And this gal, the 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 brokers bought it for like seven hundred thousand dollars. So she got a thousand percent return. Which is insane. Like and okay, sure. Red flag that that's <laughs> yeah yeah red flag. Well, yeah. and then there's that fella in the sour grapes. Now this is a peak. This is what I like about that documentary too. Is there is a peak into the the horrific wealth of some of these folks yeah. who just edge. They just don't care. There's like what Bill Koch was that him? One of the Koch brothers. Yeah. And he he said, what was it? He was like $7 million of the wine he'd spent was fake or something. He was showing bottles of, he spent like $700,000 each on these. It was something insane. insane. Of Thomas Jefferson wine, apparently, that Thomas Jefferson grew and bottled, and they were all fake. All of it. With and like he was a like, sticker put on there. Oh, it was my rogues gallery. Uh, it's like, you what are you doing millions and like it just makes me so furious that and this is why it's so interesting that you saw and I think this is true to who we are as people but you saw the the good right like wow there are these people out here that are so talented and there's like an expert behind the scenes here not getting the money like that's not the good part but like you saw the talent there and I watched it and I was like oh my god this is the world is so screwed like we have people who are literally starving like people who can't get by people who like we don't there's not enough resources in the world right now to you know change our climate like where we're headed with our climate for to stop all these issues that are happening and people Um, have millions and millions of dollars that they've spent on fake bottles of wine and these people are literally just burning money for yes. fun yeah yes. or figuratively so and like it's, i get it yeah, you want to have obscene. fancy art and i get there's a status to that and that there is an appreciation right of the historical significance of something that cool but also like couldn't we use that in a better way right that like seriously millions of dollars of just yeah for nothing for for and it's wine and it's art and art i i agree art is great but is it worth 
$8 million for a painting. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have that money. I certainly wouldn't pay that much for that. Oh. But if I was a, like, if I had $3 billion, I wouldn't, like, do you think I would care? Oh, you know, well, I'll buy that Rothko. Eight, $8 million? Yeah, whatever. It's fine. I don't care. We'll keep it's it in like, a safe place it, so other people can enjoy it. It comes to that sort of theory that I have, my sort of self theory, where I do think that extreme wealth makes you very apathetic and maybe a little misanthropic. And the more wealth you have, the more dislike you seem to have for people and more for things yeah. it seems i i don't know i don't <laughs> have very much so i can't really speak to that but it does certainly look like that doesn't it it feels like it for sure or you've like got well people... everyone else should be working hard like me too it's like no one should have i like there are people working harder than you every single day and Absolutely. they will never have billions of dollars yeah Oh, I, I, I earned everything I got from the inheritance <laughs> or from the job that my parents got me or from the, and from the school they paid for. And the, uh, okay. All right. and so there, sure is, there, there are people that work hard and hard workers, but I think and that's it just why makes you. Yeah. You know, it kind of dissociates you from reality. I think. And those, that couple in the major look documentary, they, they seem so I don't they're not, they don't they're not evil but they just seem less like that empathy for humanity is they they just they make it apparent that they see everybody else as their enemy and they'll only claim they were friends to get something they want mm, that the the wife of the the Sotheby's guy when she's talking about when she took the stand in the court case when they, it goes to federal court this whole art fraud and she says i'm an emotional person i spoke the truth because it comes from a place of truth i was heartbroken i was devastated i was this she she was so dear and she had just she the the lady who sold us this fake art she she was just she broke my heart it was devastating they had met once (laughs) and i'm like what you you're you met once you bought the first painting she showed you that was the one time you'd apparently met <laughs> and now you're devastated and heartbroken, heartbroken over this dear friendship that's been ruined i'm like no really way hard. you don't care and you just the look on her face you're like it seems deceitful to me whether or not i but i for me i don't i don't go to truth for somebody who's this wealthy who just fell for a scam i don't believe them anymore yeah that, there's that one fella in the wine one who, hey, oh man, he's one of the reasons I rewatch it because I, he has convinced himself thoroughly. He has been thoroughly disproven by facts and reality, yeah. but he has still convinced himself that his friend Rudy Kurniawan did not sell him fake wine. He believes pretty much probably to this day that Rudy is right and he taught him everything he knows about wine and he's this amazing expert and he's and he he just misses his friend because they had so much fun together and the wine is delicious and he he drank some of it on the movie and one of the experts sure (laughs) he gave him here try this this is this 
famous 1960s it cost me $85,000 he has a sip and he's like how old is this wine he's like how long has it been open he's like oh we just opened it he's like it smells like it's been open for a year like it smells like old socks or whatever the guy says I was like oh and this guy has convinced himself that it's delicious when it's not and I uh, I I don't know that part that part makes me hurt a little bit when I think about that that that's what draws me back as well and the art ones too is everybody was convinced until they physically couldn't be anymore and that's the that's a cult that's a scam i was watching a thing about cult deprogramming a while back and it's very similar um there's another documentary we will watch later on called wild wild country and there's a similar thing where everyone believes it until they can't and then there's those few who just won't stop because they can't they can't stop believing it well because how like as human beings how do you suffer through that dissonance of like shame yeah humility all of it yeah like you've to acknowledge that you've got to go through that the whole process of like wow I trust it I trusted this person or I was I was duped like you have to go through the shame and the processing of that and for some people that's too much yeah because I think money makes them think that they don't need that. They can buy. They don't. They, you don't need shame or humility when you've got three billion dollars. Exactly. <laughs> you can buy it. Buy I a think different problem. I uh, I just these documentary. I and I, re, I the sour grapes one. I rewatch. I really like the premise and how it builds because for a moment you're almost convinced that it's not a scam. Party is like it's definitely a scam. Yeah. <laughs> like we're we're the experts are saying like. Oh yeah, this is fake. Like, this here, watch, watch right. me prove this wrong. Watch, look. And the vintner was like opening the book. He's like, so this is the this is the catalog. Literally, he's like, we didn't make that wine. We didn't even have that series of that wine available until ten years after that. Like these are obvious fakes. And there's also the fact too is it doesn't matter if they're fake or not. As it's things are things are only as much worth as people are willing to pay for it. Right. Right. So if somebody is willing to buy $8 million worth of fake wine, I, I guess they're allowed to, but yeah. they want to believe it's real. I, and, there's so many questions for me on this and implications. And uh. Yeah. And on the wine one specifically, it's really interesting because there's, I feel like there's different camps of people. Like there's people who would want to spend that much money to say that they have those specific bottles of wine, right? Like if only a couple cases were released or it's a very special wine to them or whatever it may be. And so it's worth the price to have the bottles. Other people are looking for delicious wine. And this guy was fooling people by mixing, like recreating these wines in his kitchen by his, his skill of being able to taste and understand a bottle of wine. And he was able to recreate those flavors, the profiles, right? In a way that, that really did fool people. And at he that point, formulas. yeah, totally. And like, at that point, is it, does it matter about the label or was it really, if that's the wine that you were looking for and you appreciated drinking that wine, like drink the wine. I don't All know. Right. It, it, yeah it's conflicting for me a bit too where it's like oh but they did get scammed and they they don't they paid for something else and they didn't get that they were scammed but it's a whole yeah. but 
they were kind of asking for it almost it's there's certain in, in a sense like do you know what i mean there's when when somebody's flaunting that much money for something that i'm sure i mean i would not be able to replicate wine the no. same way uh, I, or art i've got two left <laughs> hands and i i just i cannot draw and i don't have the taste buds i've got good uh decent i think things taste good i don't know but I don't, I could not do the same things as these artists did and these talented right. folks who got the scam, like completely, I, I couldn't do the same thing. Mm-mm. So then is it okay? No. <laughs> is it not okay? It's not okay. But it's when you're wanting okay. this much money that you're presenting an opportunity for somebody there, there's a, you're creating a vacuum. Yeah. Right. And or when we have right. that much disparity between wealth and those people who are in need of money, right? Like I think to your, to what you're saying, like I don't think it's wrong, or I do think it's wrong. <laughs> I, I don't think you <laughs> should scam. Please let it be known. I don't right. think you should lie or scam people. But I understand what you're saying and the fact that by having that much wealth, it's creating an opportunity for others to swoop Mm -hmm. in and I just think with our society and with that distribution of wealth where people can be spending eight million dollars on a painting to maybe hang in their house someday where we have people who can't even afford homes like so many people who can't even afford to to live in a shelter or a place right now like that we shouldn't have that much disparity to create this opportunity to scam people to begin with Mm -hmm. and also like not everyone should have to be experts, but there's no real judge in any of this. There's no real truth teller. And we just assume that people are operating with positive intent and doing the right thing when I don't think that most people really do. I don't think that most people are always out. I want to have hope in that, that society is out for the betterment of one another, but especially over the last six years, like I don't believe that anymore. I think most people uh, really? are out to get other people. Yeah, it certainly does feel like we're leading that way. But I not necessarily that, yeah, everyone, but it's hard, it's harder to feel the, the trust and the the faith in the in the system of truth, right? And totally. as much right now. When yeah, it, but like in those cases, the FBI in those documentaries, the FBI comes off as the heroes. Because they come in they're, they're unbiased impartial and they treat it like an investigation and like okay you've made a claim that this is art fraud let's investigate it oh there's also tax fraud okay let's have a look at that too let's bring this around so they come off as the heroes in that um and like the the whole thing with michael hammer the guy who owned the art uh the the broker sale sell seller 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 the studio whatever it is um he like immediately the moment allegations came out that they may have been selling bad art for 15 years he just shut the place because he's that rich he didn't care and then when they started coming after him and his money he just settled and say back off now whatever um and then it's he's got unbelievable wealth and he just wants to keep it for himself. And he, he's, so it's, but he's only hurt other wealthy people. This is just a transfer of money from one incredibly wealthy. Nobody got bankrupt during this, except for the, the poor artists, um, or not artists, not even the artists. He just went back to China. 
the 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 lady who got caught basically she got caught when the the music stopped on musical chairs and she was the one without a chair it's the same with the wine one rudy canoe one he yeah. just was the last one standing when everything fell apart yeah and he's so the only he one who scamming people he was scamming people <laughs> so he... probably not the only one no, but he's his story is so interesting. They try people have interviewed him or tried to. He nope. He doesn't want to. He doesn't talk to anybody. He got deported, I think it was last year, the year before. He was sent back, I think it was Indonesia, yeah. And I I still want to know the biggest thing about the mystery to me, which is were his bank robbing uncles funding this <laughs> wine fraud no. campaign to launder money? <laughs> there's so many questions. I mean, there's a lot of questions here. A lot of people scamming the system. I yeah, yeah. I I have a lot of questions still about these documentaries, but I'm glad you watched them because I I love them. I watch them every now and then just because I find them so fascinating. The sour grapes one I just find so intriguing. Yeah, this the wine world and the whole thing about the there's this the bubble the wine bubble of these these wealthy kids off. Wall Street just having the and they the, the, they coined it in the movie. Well, they didn't coin it, but they said it, the fuck you money. Yeah, I've I got two million in bonuses. I'm gonna spend one million on whatever the fuck I want, and if it's bad one, whatever. It's like <laughs> yeah. wow, this is not cool. No, so they can but just it's so do intriguing. That. Yeah, it is, and the fact that they can do that. I mean, I guess get on maybe that. shows some maybe some not so great aspects of our own society, but yeah. hey, but that's yeah. fine, I guess. I guess. No, I liked both of them a lot, and I think I can see why you revisit sour grapes. Um, now you see me. I think was a really good one, also out on Netflix. But I did. I think I had never heard of either of them. So I now you see both. me. Oh no, what's it called? Made you look. Oh. <laughs> Now you see me as that terrible ma- magic movie. Oh my gosh, I just saw that on, um, on the Southwest flight home from Sofia. Did you watch it? No, I watched the trailer. Oh, okay. So tangent here. That is one of the worst garbage movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like garbage. It's and- absolute dreck. Like it's like these people are performing actual magic or something, <laughs> but they're not. It's all they're all like, well, we're just hyper talented. And the sequel. But they're which, also scamming everyone because they rob a scamming. bank. That's really funny that I just did that because I saw the movie, the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, this looks so like a garbage movie. <laughs> Garbage. 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 Instead, I watched a different garbage movie called Marry Me, where J-Lo breaks up with her boyfriend that she's about to marry on stage and looks out into the crowd to see Owen Wilson standing with the sign that says Marry Me. And she says, okay. And then they fall in love. And it's like literally the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Well, okay. So that's garbage. Yeah. But intentionally. They're different. You get something from that, right? It's fun, right? It's a rom-com, right? Owen Wilson, he's sort of funny, right? Yeah. He's funny-ish. Anyways, it's, at least there's, I feel like there's more, there's more reason to make something like that. than. Now you what, see me. Now you see me. <laughs> now you don't. Uh, oh, okay. Terrible. Um, anyway, what I was Anyways, saying is that <laughs> Thank you, you everybody. <laughs> Thanks great. for listening to our podcast. See <laughs> you next time when we Make fun of all the other things. (laughs) 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 Um, 
And do we have anything else to say? No. Is that it? Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you all for joining us on our discussion of Sour Grapes, directed by Ruben Atlas and Jerry Rothwell, and Made You Look, directed by Barry Averich. If you have any suggestions or recommendations of anything you would like to hear Sarah and I discuss, email us at nocturnaltwinpodcast at gmail.com.